Welcome to CIR Realty Business Mastery, where we present on topics that will help you build a successful real estate business. While you're here, be sure to subscribe to not miss any new episodes, as well as leave us a five-star review. That'll help others discover us too. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Real estate is a, is a business that's notorious for people to have this feast or famine. Um, we, we call it the heartbeat of real estate a little bit. Um, but I always joke because when people are starting off, they start off the business, they just want to do a deal. They're just, they just, just want to get a deal done. And then after a couple of years of getting into it, if they do the right activities, they kind of follow you know, the trainings and things like that, then suddenly it's like, holy crap, I just want a day off. I just want a day off that I don't need to have my phone with me. I can just totally check out or even a week off. And I just want to spend more time with my family. Burnout in real estate is a very real thing. And we saw this great um, article that was put out. I forget who put it out. Um, gosh, Amory sent it to us. Amory, if you're on, if you could post up or copy and paste that thing you talked about, about how tired realtors are right now. But I mean, last year, like you guys literally went through thinking there was going to be no income, no one was ever going to buy a house ever again to all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're crazy in June and July and you're out there doing it, but you're unsure how to do it and you're trying to modify your business. And then coming into this year, there's been no break either. You, you can't travel anywhere. You can't get away. Your kids are at home. You're playing double duty as realtor and homeschooler. And it, it's, it's been crazy. And I know there's a lot of people on the verge of burnout right now. Now, what we're going to talk about today about having life is important from the standpoint that you need to still be doing the real estate activities to create the, uh, make sure the business comes in because you need to have an income. But the flip side of that too is that you need to make sure that you are taking the time today to create space for yourself tomorrow. It's going to take a little upfront investment of time to put some of these systems in place to hire some people, we're going to talk about what that looks like, but to make sure that you are positioning yourself to do this. And the key thing here is you can't do everything yourself. Just get that out of your head. You can't do everything yourself. Systems won't save you. Technology will not save you. You need to make sure that you are starting to offload some of the tasks that um, pay you less amount of money per hour, basically. Um, we're going to take you two different approaches on this. So uh, what I want to do is, Addy, you can take us to the uh, my computer here. So telling us selling a ton of real estate and still having a life, I want to start with a very simple concept that was taught in Ninja, and then I want to give you sort of a global business perspective on this. So Ninja has this simple thing called Pi Time. And what Pi Time is, is that Pi is obviously an acronym, and Pi, P, or pi, pi Time, P stands for Productive Time. So this is sort of that A-rated time, A-quality, the highest income per hour time. And this is anything that involves you with a client and there's a potential for a contract. So you, a client, a potential contract. You're doing showings, you're doing listing appointments, you're about to negotiate something. This is the highest per hour time, according to Ninja, that you can be doing in your business. So you want to make sure that that is something that you are focusing on. If you could do this every day, all day, you would have a much bigger business than you have now. But the key is there's things you need to do um, in addition to that. So the next one is I time, and that is the indirectly 
productive time. So this is anything you're doing to create P time. This is your flow activities. This is the activities of contacting people. It's 50 live face-to-face or voice-to-voice interviews. This is the, the two real estate reviews a week or three, depending on what you want to do. This is your marketing program. This is the mail outs you're doing, your newsletters. That's everything that creates P time. And then the last thing is everything else. The E is everything else. You see, so this is the paperwork. This is um, doing your listing marketing, you know, booking the home inspections and things like that, attending home inspections. Typically, realtors spend 60% of their time in e-time. And this is often is the reason why realtors lead to burnout. It's not the high energy time when they're with clients necessarily. This is the time where you're tr- trying to get everything else done. It seems like you're not being productive and you're just spinning your tires on a bunch of other tasks. So this is often what leads to burnout and something we want to do. So ask yourself, and Ninja has like a chart, in a given day or a week, how many hours are you spending in P time, I time, and E time? Okay, that's one approach. I want to give you a different concept now, which is called um, or related to what I call frames of action. I didn't make this up, by the way. I got this from, I think it was a Leadership Calgary program. I'm not sure exactly the source of this, but this is used in the military and this is what frames of action look like. So in the military, they have different hierarchy, hierarchies of authority and as a result, hierarchies of responsibility. So the lowest level is tactical. So these are the privates on the ground, the people pulling the trigger in the trenches, driving, flying the planes, flying the drones, things like that, the Navy SEALs on the ground. These are the tactical people in the trenches. The next level would be like the Gosh, I'm no, I don't even know like the, the sergeant, lieutenants. I don't know what it, what the exact hierarchy of uh, the military is. I have it written down somewhere, but I don't have it right now. But operational is the next piece. These are the people that are planning out the missions. So coming down from the, from the general or the president, they say, we need to take out this warehouse. Then it goes down to the next level, the operational part, where they say, okay, how are we going to implement this mission? Okay, you know, John, you're going to go over here. You're going to flank the right side. We're going to do this method. And they plan the actual missions. Now, on the strategic side of things, the big, big picture, these are the people that are deciding how they're going to win the war overall. They say, we need to cut off the supply lines. We need to uh, target these different fronts and move our troops and army from there. And that's the strategic side. That's like the president, the secretary of defense, um, the generals in the army who are creating all the orders down. They're creating that series of missions. And then operationally, you determine what's going to be done in the missions. And then tacticals implement the missions. As far as your real estate business goes, let's take a look at this. And this is important because the income that each person makes increases as you get wider out and their sort of call it their, their perspective is larger. Are they operating at that runway level or are they operating at 20,000 feet or are they operating at 50,000 feet? Um, and that, you know, the president and the secretary of defense is going to make more than the, um, than the lieutenants who are going to make more than the privates that are out there pulling the trigger. That's just the way that it works. And in real estate, it's no different. So the goal here in terms of your business is you want to be able to spend as much time on the broader perspective tasks, but the key is, is that the trenches still have to be covered. So you have to work from the inside out, make sure that everything is covered from the tactical side, and then you get to work on the operational, then you get to work on the strategic as you are uh, making sure that the lower levels are covered. So 
Here's the way it relates to real estate. Here's some high value strategic tasks. You're determining your business direction and focus. So it's like, you know, where do I want to farm an area? Do I want to, uh, you know, do those various types of things? Um, what do I want to be known as? And that actually ties into determining brand and goals of our operation system. So determining our brand is one thing. It's like, what do I want to be known for out there? What's the, the feel of the messaging that I want? Um, the goals of our operational systems. It's like, I want to make sure that clients have a very fun experience with me when I'm out with them. I want to make sure that I'm seen as a marketing expert. I want to make sure that the feel that I'm giving people in our marketing is that luxury feel, or it's like a very approachable, um, family-friendly feel, either or. But this is very high-level strategic stuff. You're also the person who's reviewing and making financial decisions. And lots of realtors just simply ignore this. Um, they like to make financial decisions by spending money, but they don't actually review the decisions they make. That's a high-level strategic piece because that's going to um, lead to strategic spending. So on the high-level, high-value operational side of things, so again, these are some high-level tasks, high-value tasks. The marketing campaign planning. What type of marketing campaigns? Are you going to go after builders, banks, relocation companies? Do you plan on building social media accounts and a social media presence that's going to generate leads? Are you focusing on your sphere of influence first, like everyone should, and then expand their horizons? But what are you going to do to add value to your clients? Um, you're making staffing decisions. Who's going to be in the right seats on the bus, as Jim Collins says? Improving operational systems, how do you make your CMA system more efficient? How are you making your listing process more efficient, your buying process? Selecting vendors for operational improvements. So who's going to be the person that does your marketing materials? Who's going to be the person that you're using for your social media campaigns or whatever it happens to be, but you're selecting who's going to be your home inspector, your mortgage partners, things like that. Now, so we're working our way down, so that's, that's operational. Now, let's talk about tactical. Now, tactical is the lowest level, but for the sake of real estate, I have um, divided this up into high-value tactical and low-value tactical. And the reason I did this is because realtors have a tough time uh, wrapping their heads around this concept. And most realtors don't have a business big enough that they're not in the trenches, um, the trenches anymore. But that is a possibility. We've seen it been done. So high value tactical, um, you're working with listings. So listings produce other opportunities, gives you marketing activity. This is why often we see teams be created. Um, you have where the team lead in the start takes all the listings and then they hire buyers agents. Listings give so many other residual opportunities. Plus you can systematize listings very, very well. You can delegate out a whole bunch of tasks. So listings is a very high value per hour um, task. Writing and negotiating contracts, so working direct with the client to put pen to paper. Implementing direct to client lead generation, so this would be those 50 live interactions. Um, you're not working on your mail out, you're working on actually talking to people, actually networking, actually getting out there and doing that task that can put you in face-to-face in -face or voice force with a client. Plus, as a licensed individual, there's certain tasks that only you can do. Working with buyers, I added this to this, but it's actually a medium value tactical. 
Um, so it's not as high value because you can actually have a buyer's agent take a percentage. And even when your seller is sold and they're looking for their new place, you can be working with other tasks while your buyer's agent is out, you know, shuttling them around, doing showings, things like that. You can get involved in the negotiation, be involved in the process, but they're the one doing the heavy labor in order to show the buyers around. It's still, uh, it's still higher than low value because you actually have a client who is going to buy a house, which can lead to a, a profitable commission. But for the most part, it's not as high value as working with listings. And as far as low value tactical, so low value tactical, this is the item that you need to get delegated off your plate. So um, when you get this off, um, Addy, if you can just cover me for one second. Here's the key. I got to make a point, which is why you got to see me on the screen. You don't start delegating out lower value activities until your target amount of hours you're going to work in a week are full. So if you're full with high value activities, working at 40 hours a week or <laughs> um, 50, 60 hours a week, whatever you want, try to take one day a week off at least. And then, you know, maybe three weeks off a year as well, whatever you do. But once your time is full, then you have to start delegating off the lower value tasks. And that's what we're going to finish up with here is talking about lower value tactical tasks. But if you have no clients to work with, or you just have a couple clients to work with, yes. Should you be hiring an assistant? Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. Um, if you are, you know, if your time though is filled up with lead generation, you got a few transactions on the go and you have no more time for anything else, or you only have a little bit of time, then you'll be selective with what you get out there. But if your time is divided up between lead generation and with clients all the time, you need to be delegating out the most of your stuff. And the last piece is that if your time is 100% based off of clients, then you need to make sure that your lead generation is delegated out. Because if you're giving up and you are foregoing lead generation, you're going to have a massive problem in the future because your business will eventually come back down because you have no new people to work with. Okay, so you need to make sure lead generation is always taken care of. Um, but in terms of what you work on, that is up for, um, that is going to be dependent on your current level of business. Um, but everyone can start even delegating out small pieces of stuff. We'll talk about that now. Okay, so uh, low value tactical stuff. Thank you, Addy. Low value tactical items. We're talking about paperwork, creating marketing materials, deal logistics, booking inspections, ordering condo docs, things like that. Um, sending docs over to, to lawyers. We send them over in our conveyance department, but that initial introduction with your client in the law firm. Listings marketing prep, feature sheets, uh, you know, uh, ordering signs, things, all things like that. Postcards, um, administration based emails and calls, just following up, doing logistical items. Um, the admin side of marketing campaigns, i.e. mail outs, um, putting together lists in MailChimp to send out your newsletter, things like that. All of that stuff is super low value. Why is it low value? Because anybody can do it. Okay. You can have it where, or anybody with a little bit of expertise can go in and do it. So as far as, um, delegating out the low value tactical stuff, um, this ignore the headline. This is supposed to say the delegate out. This is the part where you go in, I'm going to end show here and I'm going to fix this slide while I'm talking to you guys because this is this important. Whoops. Uh-oh, I lost my cursor. And now I can't restart my show. Well, 
didn't that backfire? Okay, anyways, imagine it says to delegate up at the top. So here's what you wanna do. So this is how you're gonna delegate it. Now you have two different sides of the coin about how you delegate stuff, but the bottom line is you can't do it yourself. So you're gonna have variable costs and you're gonna have fixed costs. Variable costs are better than fixed costs because you only incur a variable cost in your business if you have a transaction or if you have this item come up. A fixed cost is something that you incur regardless if you're doing business or not. So in terms of freeing up your time now, here's what you can use. Number one, CIR concierge. Whoops, dang it, I clicked. CIR concierge. First thing, we will enter all your listing materials in for you, all your listing comments um, the, um, or all your listing details with your chicken scratch notes, whatever you want, get them in there, book your showings, or sorry, um, connect with, uh, book your photography, uh, set up your stager, set up um, your, gosh, why am I losing my train of thought here? Regardless, we'll get the listing put up for you to make sure that it's all handled so you don't need to worry about it, okay? Um, and we even connect with the clients between the, your vendors and your client in order to do it. It's $65 for one listing. You don't incur it $65 a month or something like that. It's whenever you have a listing, you're done. It's a variable cost. The next thing that you can use is contract professionals. So this is things like um, you would, instead of doing your own photographer, you could hire a photography company to do your listing photos, which obviously recommend hire a professional to do that. Um, you can have anybody come in a measurement company. That's the one. For the listing concierge, we'll book your measurement company if you want. Um, and it's your company, not the one we choose. You choose the one. Um, so you can contract professionals out to do your measurements for you. So you're not trying to calculate RMS and things like that. That's an idea of how you free up some of the time. You get rid of those lower value tactical tasks. Another thing you can hire is specialized companies, social media companies, marketing companies, virtual assistants. You can have a virtual assistant who creates your marketing materials for your Instagram posts, or you, well, I'll talk about that on the technology side, but the social media side, you can have somebody that does up some of your basic posts whenever you get a new listing, things like that. You still need to be the person that engages. Virtual assistants though, can um, you know manage a database, prepare your contracts and send them back and forth to clients, make changes for you, add the person in, order condo docs for you. They can do a bunch of this stuff, especially someone who's highly trained and has real estate experience. You're gonna pay a bit more, but they can do all these tasks for you. Another thing you can do is have another realtor take on these tasks. Another realtor is a great thing, someone that might be newer or doesn't have as much business on the go right now or might be slowing down their career and they want it a little, something a little bit more stable. They can now take on doing showings for you, um, preparing contracts for you, things like that, get a proper agreement um, done up and they can become a licensed assistant for you whenever it's needed. And they're already trained up. Now that's variable cost, love variable cost because as you grow, you can add people in to take off lower value tasks as needed. As you get busier, you can look at some of the fixed costs. Now, not necessarily as you get busier, but technology is another way to offload some of those lower value tasks. So instead of creating your uh, marketing materials or for Instagram or things like that, use CIR's My Marketing. For just over $300, we'll go in and create an entire custom set of My Marketing materials for you one time, and now your brand is inserted into them and it just rinses and repeats for every single listing, every single sale you get, so you no longer need to have that being done. You can also bring in technology um, for, uh, for things like, obviously, your newsletters using MailChimp, and um, there's some CRMs, uh, companies like Morse Marketing, they will do some of your mail outs for you. 
And you can also improve your systems as well to help it make things more efficient. The last ones that I want to talk about very briefly are just either you can also hold, hire a part-time or a full-time administrator. I caution you on this until you have enough work to keep somebody completely busy all the time, even if there was a 20% decline in the amount of business you had because you still keep this person busy, then it's the time to hire on a part-time or full-time administrator. And I recommend you start with a part-time to learn to delegate some tasks because delegating is an art, getting that person trained up is an art, and then move um, somebody to full-time or hire somebody on full-time as well to help you. And they can do all those lower value tasks we talked about. Addy, thank you so much. So in summary to all of this, once you decide in your business that you need to create some more free time for yourself, take a look back at this and say, what are these lower value tasks that I don't need to be doing anymore? Or what are these high value tasks that I need to be doing more of because it's going to create a bigger value in my business? And then go through and that last slide there, figure out where you can offload some of these pieces. If you say I'm too busy to do it, you're actually too busy not to. You need to put a few more hours in to get some of this done so that you can spend a little bit of upfront time to delegate this stuff out and then you will have that freedom almost forever in your business. That's all we have for you today. And thank you so much for giving us your time and tuning in. Don't forget to like CIR Realty Business Mastery on Facebook and to follow us on Instagram. Take care everyone.